Welcome to the SauceCast. Welcome back, everyone. Uh, we have a special treat this week. Uh, I have invited one of my uh, dear friends, uh, Brenda Lee Smith. Uh, Brenda Lee Smith has been with the New Life Church uh, family uh, since the beginning, and we are very happy to have her with us here. She is a personal mentor to myself and my wife. Uh, we consider her like a spiritual mom, and, and she just always has something to feed into us, and she's just a, a great person, and I, I'm really, really happy to have her on this week. And uh, I decided to have my wife on uh, to interview her, so you will get a double double treat this week. So without further ado, I have my wife, Adriana, and Brenda Lee Smith. Hi, Brenda. Hey, Adriana. <laughs> Good to see you today. Good to see you too. So I figured we'd start just with, you know, I guess defining what faith is, right? Because this whole conversation that we're going to have is around faith. But, you know, I don't know if everyone out there really even knows what, what that means. And obviously, just to give them some context, uh, mm-hmm. if you had to share based on your own experiences, like what faith is, or you had to define it, what would you say? Well, you know, I couldn't say just a quick answer, uh, you know, like a dictionary answer. I suppose I could, but um, could I share a story? And that would probably answer it better. Yeah, of course. Okay. So um, about 15 years ago, my daughter was diagnosed with cancer and uh, it came out of nowhere. You know, we just thought she was tired. She was a college student, and that certainly made sense. And uh, she was going to school in Oklahoma, and we were living in Rhode Island at the time. And after she had a couple of tests in the Oklahoma hospital, we found out that it was cancer. And when we heard that word, we heard um, impossibility. Um, We heard death. We heard uh, how we're going to get through this. So it was a a tremendous burden and uh, something we thought we wouldn't be able to get through. And and I was working at the time, and I still had uh, three small children at home. So I had to quickly leave my job and then make a lot of decisions. So in this process of making the decisions and figuring out how I was going to get to her, to bring her back to Rhode Island, um, I was a mess. I couldn't sleep. Um, I couldn't eat. I couldn't do much of anything because I felt as her mother, my job was to heal her and protect her. And I didn't know how to do that because she was not with me and I couldn't be with her for about a week. And so that was a heavy burden for me. And um, I think as mothers, we do think that, you know, a part of our job is to protect our children and even to the perspective of wanting to heal them. And and in some cases that's true, you know, when our kids are little and, and they have bruises and so forth. But this was way bigger than that. So I remember there was a 24-hour uh, prayer line, and I called them very frantically. And, you know, I can't tell you what they said to me or the verses that they used. I, I don't remember. But I do know in that moment when they were praying for me, I realized that I couldn't be her healer. So I needed to shift from thinking that I could heal her and I needed to become a believer. I needed to believe in the healer. I needed to believe in what he did and what he will continue to do. 
And that, I think, for me, defines my faith. For me, faith is believing what God says he has done and what he will continue to do. And that was a pivotal moment in my life, not just for that situation, but for other situations. And I can tell you that it's not always easy. That was a difficult road. Um, There were several times during it that the doctors didn't think she would live. And I had to go back to, okay, well, that's the diagnosis. And what do I believe? I believe in God's word. I don't know what two hours from now will bring, but I know the one who does. And so um, for me, faith is believing what God's word says, even in the midst of chaos, even in the midst of uh, going through a diagnosis like that. So we had a lot of ups and downs. And when I um, went to Oklahoma, if I didn't have that shift in my understanding that I wasn't her healer, um, but I really understood that God was the healer, I don't think I would have been able to make the decisions I needed to make or be present in the moment. Because up till that moment, even though I had a relationship with God, I wasn't taking time to pause, to interact with the Holy Spirit and be built up from the inside. I was definitely serving God from the outside. And I knew the truth and I was set free, but I really wasn't letting it go into all the layers of my belief system. So for me, faith is believing God's word, even when life changes abruptly, like now, yeah, with this, uh, the virus and, and all the limitations that we've been presented with. And just to back up for one moment in the story of my daughter, she did survive, and um, she's living a wonderful life with a husband and three children. Um, but there were many ups and downs during the story, whatever the outcome would have been. I needed to settle it, that God was with us and that he would never leave us and he would never turn his back on us. And there were days and minutes and hours I had no idea what was coming next, but I knew the one who did. And so for me, that's how I can explain faith by believing what his word says, even while I'm crying my eyes out, even when I'm questioning why, I'm still, I still know what his word says, that's what I'm going to believe. And sometimes there's a struggle in believing his word. But I have to say that was a pivotal moment in my life when I realized I wasn't the healer. Yeah. No, that's so, so good. I think, I think you know, kind of going off of your story, like faith isn't defined by our circumstance. It's not defined by what's outward, right? Like you're saying. Mm-hmm. And I, I know for me, like if I had to define faith, it First, first, I would say faith isn't wishful thinking. And I think sometimes when we come to God or even the world, right, it's kind of this whole idea of like literally that, like wishful thinking. But, you know, when I think of like what the Bible says, like I always think of Hebrews when I think of faith, right, the book of Hebrews. And and in there it says like faith is the assurance of what we hope for, right? So like even right. you in that moment for your daughter, you were hoping for more than what what was being said, right? Or what the diagnosis was and the assurance of what we don't see, which to your point is, you know, is the word of God. Like, this is the truth. This is what God's saying. Um, I might not feel it. I might, again, I might be worked up. I might be overwhelmed. I, I again, and also I, I will say this too, like it, faith doesn't discredit your emotion. 
in your situation, which I think totally agree. Yeah. I think sometimes, you know, we, we think, oh, we lack faith if we feel a certain way, but faith isn't, point. isn't, um, isn't about that necessarily. Again, it's, it's just more about who we trust in and who God is. Right. Um, so especially during this time, you know, with, with COVID and everything going on, people are being tested in their faith. So, in, in your opinion, or what are some things that you're seeing around you um, or in the community that uh, that show that people are being tested in their faith? I think uh, I think in general, sometimes we can be tested by our circumstances. Yeah. So our circumstances can dictate whether or not we have peace, whether we have joy. Um, and I think, especially when our circumstances change abruptly. Um, we have to adjust to that. And I know we serve a perfect God, but that doesn't mean I have to have a perfect response. So I think it's important to give us um, a moment to respond to um, circumstances changing uh, quickly and not knowing what's going to change next, even if we apply the same understanding of what I believe. So if I really do believe that God loves me so much and that he will take care of me and he will take care of my family greater than what um, uh, the markets are saying or the, the news is saying or what physicians are saying. I can take all of that into consideration while I'm learning and being wise to what I hear, but I think it's important, important to base it in what do I believe. I believe no matter what happens, whether it rains or it doesn't rain, whether there's a fire or not a fire, that God will take care of us. So somewhere in this relationship, perhaps we need to settle the unknowing pieces. Um, and even before that, I would say, do you have a relationship? I would say to people, do you have a relationship with God? Because if someone doesn't have a relationship with God, I don't think they would understand what to believe. Yeah, right? that's good. So even as believers, we have a decision to make. What will I believe? Chaos around me, uncertainty, not knowing, or will I settle it and know, yep, there's chaos, things are unsettling, I'm not sure about this, but I do know the one who does. So I'm going to anchor in knowing, again, that God cares more about me and my family and the people around me uh, then the birds, he's taking care of them. He certainly will take care of us. Yeah. In the midst of not knowing, right? Sometimes I don't know. I don't know how it's going to work out. I don't know how it's going to end. I don't know how this will make sense. But I have to go back to, well, what do I know? And I think I know the one who created the universe. I know the one who will never leave me or forsake me. Or turn his back on me. And and I'll follow that up with friends like you, an amazing church that aligns itself with the word of God and, um, and spending time in the word. That's where we renew our mind. I think that's where we, we get the ability to say to myself, well, what do I believe right now? Because things are kind of crazy. So what do I believe? Yeah. Do I believe the crazy chaos, uncertainty, or did God know that this would happen and he still has a provision in the midst of? I'm going to choose. He knew this was going to happen. 
I'll lean in his direction, and I am confident that he'll show us a way to get through it. Yeah, no, that's so good. I, I think I think the power of, of crisis in general, regardless if it's COVID right now mm-hmm. or, or anything going on in our life, is that it will expose what our core values really are. And and, and, and it, it exposes what, to your point, like what our belief system is rooted in. Um, and and I think, again, sometimes we can get stuck just on that, right, on kind of that ugly that ugly feeling mm-hmm. when when we see what's exposed or what comes out, like when we realize, oh, my gosh, maybe I am a lot more feel fearful than I thought or maybe I am a lot more anxious, you know, than I thought or maybe I am swayed a lot more than I thought I'd be swayed. But, you know, that's to me, I almost see that like as the first step, I think that the real activation of faith comes right after that is is what we choose to your point, like what we choose to do with that reality. Like the reality is, yes, oh, my gosh, I might. I might be very anxious because of this crisis or because of the situation or the circumstance that I'm going through. But now I, because we do have authority in Christ, right now I have an opportunity to, to take that and make it and, and make it what I want in a sense, like to either take it and, and say, okay, like I'm going to surrender this to God or I'm going to surrender myself to whatever this thing is. And I think that that's where we kind of fall into these traps of, um, of, of creating idols, right? I mm-hmm. think we can't idolize um, what's around us or idolize, again, that feeling or idolize, you know, in some cases it's, it's a person, right? Sometimes crisis isn't necessarily what's going on in the world. It's, it's, it's personal situations right. you're in, right? And so um, I think just paying attention to, to your patterns is really important, right? Like, I think your patterns will show what you have faith in and what you put your faith into. Um, but, but yeah, I don't know. Do, do you feel like um, you've ever kind of caught yourself in an unhealthy pattern when it comes to your faith and you, and you had to, I don't know, change something practically in order to, to overcome it and really apply or activate your faith in God? Yeah, absolutely. Um, inner dialogue, oh, so you know. Good. And so, I mean, think about it. It starts from the inside anyway how we think, uh, what we're thinking about, what we're talking about on the inside will manifest itself. It'll come out on the outside in some way. And um, I remember when my daughter was going through that, uh, people would say to me, you know, you need to thank God. And that was confusing for me because I thought, like, I can't thank him for sickness because I thought they meant in the literal sense to thank him. But when I shifted in my understanding, I realized it meant to thank him for who he is. I think Thanksgiving plays a role in our self-talk and us coming out of letting the chaos define us. So I can thank God for how good he is. I can thank God for his provision of love and hope. Even though I'm in a situation that's painful, has uncertainty. So I'm not thanking him for uh, a diagnosis. I'm not thanking him for a crisis. I'm thanking him for who he is. I'm thanking him for what he said he will do. He tells us by his stripes we are healed, and yet my daughter was still undergoing uh, chemotherapy, which was certainly compromising her entire system. And yet I had to step back and think, well, what am I thankful for? 
I'm thankful for the wisdom that God has put in these doctors. I'm thankful for the medical team that so will good. work with him, whether they realize it or not. They're in the business of healing. They're in the business of uh, turning things around. So I believe that they are aligned with what God's word says, that we are healed by his stripes and by his time on the cross. He healed us from so many things, physical, emotional, mental, so I think getting through a crisis and getting out of me is to be thankful um, through the tears. It, it's not always with a happy, lifted heart that Thanksgiving begins. So good. You know, many times I've been thanking God through weeping and, again, uncertainty and a, a complete shift. All of a sudden you, you get a call and your whole life has changed in an instant. And... Um, I'm not thanking God for that situation. I'm thanking God for who he is. And that's what has helped me with that self-talk. If I find myself self-talking where it's negative, I have to look, I look at it much quicker than I ever did when I was uh, younger. Now I look at it very quick and stop it and just pray um, that the self-talk is positive and uh, God bearing. And I think we have to remember there's an adversary that will certainly work against us through our emotions, crisis, self-talk. And I think it's important for us to be aware that the adversary will come against us to trick us, manipulate us. Uh, I think a lot of uh, situations and even wars have begun with self-talk, what people thought, and then they began to feel a certain way, and then they began to act out on it. So first and foremost, all of this begins on the inside, yeah. how we engage with ourselves before we even engage with God. And I think it's okay to do a self-check every so often. How am I engaging with myself? What's my self-talk like? And I might be reading the Word, and I might be going to church, and I might have great friends, but my self-talk, that really, um, I think, becomes a, 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 either a growth part of me or a not growth. I think it's important to look at it and say, well, what is my self-talk like? Am I really meditating on things that make sense? Yeah. No, no, no. That's With really, the Lord. really, really good. Um, you made me think of something. I heard this and, and it's something it's to be honest, it's something I'm still kind of wrestling with because it really spoke to me. But I heard uh, someone talking ab about rate crisis or pain specifically and their point of view and how they um, how they explained uh, really an attitude of gratitude towards God or like you're mm -hmm. saying a, a, that that being in that place of Thanksgiving in crisis and how they kind of work together. And they said, you know, the 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 issue is we forget that pain is a platform for God and. You know, when we are in this this uh, place of, of deep hurt or deep pain or deep grief or what, whatever that emotion is, uh, we have to realize that the power of thanksgiving or or gratitude, right, or essentially praise, right, giving right. giving to God and lifting God um, for who he is, it, it's it's a, a a deep well of, of offering like we will never be able to experience that that emotion or that thing at that depth that way again so instead of sitting in it taking it and 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 giving it as an offering to god in a sense um really really does influence 
um, the way that we grow in our relationship with God. Because if we can take those moments of pain, right? And like I said, use it as a platform to say, you know what? Like, because I, I will never be able to give this kind of offering this way to God again, right, well. I'm going to choose to do that rather than again, just, just kind of let this moment go by. Um, we, we, we experience God in a new way. We, our trust increases, our faith increases, uh, because again, because we're, we're taking that thing and we're, we're, um, we're making something beautiful out of it. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And so I, I, I think that, you know, for me, it's, it's, I've had to learn like in crisis, like in, in me thinking through my self-talk and having to make a choice if I'm going to if I'm going to really surrender this thing to God or or to let it become an idol I'm able to get give God a depth of myself that that I'll never be able to give him again because this experience is unique for this moment and this time um and and so I agree 100 percent with with everything you're saying like I don't know. Faith, faith is an interesting thing <laughs> for sure. But uh, what would you say to someone who feels like they just honestly don't have any faith right now? Or maybe or maybe someone who um, who ha- who is conscious that maybe they haven't activated their faith in a while and they're feeling, you know, kind of icky about it. You know, I would almost say, what if we take the word faith out of the equation mm-hmm. and ask the person, what do you believe? Do you believe that God is your savior? I'd start there. I'd start at the beginning, you know, because if I don't understand who he is, I might not understand what to believe. So first I would start there. Do they have, do you want a relationship with God? And what does that mean? And explain that. And then if they have a relationship with God and they want to activate their faith, I would again ask, what are you believing for? What do you want to see more of in your life? What do you want to see less of in your life? And at that point, I think it's important to go back to his promises and say, well, what does God say about that? He's not the author of sickness or disease, so he can not give us sickness or disease. He didn't give my daughter cancer to get her attention or get our attention. We had a decision to make whether or not we would go through that trial with him or without him. We decided to go through that trial with him. And as we did, he illuminated his love, his grace to us because we could hear him more clearly. When I realized I wasn't her healer, that I needed to believe that that was God's job, right? Even though I was a Christian and I understood the word of God, I still felt as a mother, I needed to to be that role. So when I literally put myself in the place as the believer, what did I believe? I believe he's the healer. Okay, that's the piece I had to stay on in order to get through that crisis. That meant whatever came, whatever the doctors said, whatever the reports read, I still had to believe. But God says he healed her. His stripes tell me that she's healed, she's free. And that's where I had to go because it was quite a storm going through all of that. And um, and so I think I would ask the person, what do you believe? And they might they could say, I don't know what I believe. Okay, well, let's talk about it. Yeah. Let's try to figure out what you do believe because the fact that you're asking the question tells me there is more that you want 
And I, and I bet through their answering, we'd find out that they do believe in things. They do believe that God loves them. Okay, let's start there. What does that mean to you? Because you can believe for more. I, I think in Romans it says we're more than conquerors. When I first read that, I thought, well, how could we be more if he's said he conquered everything for us? Yeah, that's good. And that word more it didn't make sense to me because I'm like, well, what's more than a conqueror? You know, we're conquerors. We, he conquered everything for us. And uh, I realized, I felt that the word more meant, do I believe what he did? Hmm. There's my more. So, yes, he conquered death and everything associated with it. So what's the more? The more for me is to believe what he has done. And so that's why I keep going back to that same word. What do I believe? Because that's where I'll find what I trust. Do I believe in the chaos? Do I believe in the uncertainty? It affects me, but I believe more in the one who created a way out through his son, Jesus. How awesome was that? So that that's part one. We have another part uh, that we're going to release next week uh, where they continue the conversation. Uh, so tune in next week, same time, same place, to hear the rest of the conversation. Have a great week.